bedtime, a barking dog, and a meteorite. 66-year-old Ruth Hamilton had a night she'll never forget. The British Columbian native was almost hit by a small meteorite back on October 3rd while lying in her own bed. It started out as another October night for Ruth Hamilton. She and her dog had been asleep for hours when she woke with a start. Her dog was barking, and there was a loud explosion, and debris began to land on her face. When she investigated, Hamilton discovered a hole in her bedroom ceiling. A small meteorite had hit her bed less than a foot from where her head had been. One expert says that the odds of a meteorite going through someone's roof and hitting their bed are about one in 100 billion. Things happen in life that we could never control or even expect, but we know the one who controls all things, our loving God and Savior. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus, and this week we're still in a series called The Call of Christ. 2,000 years ago, the most important thing to ever happen in history took place in a poor backwater part of the Roman Empire. A young Jewish man, a rabbi named Jesus of Nazareth, began teaching about the kingdom of God. And what's more, he said that the kingdom had arrived. The greatest story ever told had all led up to this moment. But the people around Jesus were not extraordinary, not at all. They were normal men and women, sinful weak, doubting, and concerned people with the normal day-to-day things in life. In other words, they were just like you and me. And that's where The Chosen comes in. I'm curious if you've seen this TV show now in its second season. Tens of millions have all over the world. They've watched it since the first season premiered in 2017. And we can ask an important question. Is this show really faithful to the Bible's picture of Jesus? Well, I think we can say that The Chosen wants us to think of the reaction of the normal people who were living around Jesus when he first came to this earth, the men and women who loved him and learned from him and even opposed him. And that isn't just my take on it. This idea comes from the show's creator, Dallas Jenkins. And I'm thankful for Dallas's heart to point millions of people to Jesus Christ. After this program is over, I want to give you the chance to get the entire second season of The Chosen. It's a two-DVD set, and we want to send it to you for your helping to support our ministry here at Haven Today. That's eight episodes with six hours of viewing content, or... For a minimum gift, ask for the combined set of Seasons 1 and 2, all 16 episodes. I know you and those who you care about will not only enjoy this series, but will be pleasantly surprised to better understand how the people that Jesus called 2,000 years ago were just like you and me. Why don't you call us after the program, and the number to call is 800 654 2836 865 Haven. Or you can go visit our website. You can watch the interview that we did with Dallas Jenkins. You can 
Listen to the full interview with him on our podcast, Great Stories, and then you can get the DVD collection of The Chosen Season 2, or you can make a minimum gift and get both seasons. Our website is haventoday.org. Haventoday.org. And now, from his album Chainbreaker, the title song by Zach Williams. If you've been walking the same old road for miles and miles, if you've been hearing the same old voice of the same old lies, if you're trying to feel the same old holes inside, there's a better life. There's a better life. If you got pain, he's a pain taker. If you feel lost, he's a way maker. If you need freedom, save it. He's a prison shaking savior. If you got chains, he's a chain breaker. We've all searched for the light of day in the dead of night. We've all found ourselves worn out from the same old fire. We've all run to things we know just ain't right. And there's a better life. There's a better life. If you got pain, he's a pain taker. Charles Morris. The program is called The Call of Christ, a second week in this series. And that was Zach Williams singing Chainbreaker. And now what I'd like us to do is meet up with the creator of The Chosen, Dallas Jenkins. And when we interviewed, I asked Dallas to explain the concept behind The Chosen TV series. 
Uh, not that, not quite that long ago, but uh, but yeah, back in 2017, actually, so about three years ago, I did a short film from my church's Christmas Eve service, and that was all it was intended to be. It was a short film about the birth of Christ from the perspective of the shepherds, and it's something that I had been wanting to do for a little while, but had been busy making feature films and whatnot, and uh, I had done other short films and vignettes for my church in the past. And the idea was always stories from the Gospels, but from a different perspective. So same story, but through the eyes of maybe someone different that we don't normally focus on when we do movies or miniseries about Jesus. And so this one was the, the, the birth of Christ from the perspective of the shepherds. And we see what their day might have been like earlier and, and what their lives were like, the historical context, the cultural context, little artistic imagination about maybe the inner workings of this group of shepherds, all leading towards their encounter with the birth of Christ. And while I was making it, I realized, you know, there's, there's been movies and miniseries about the life of Christ, but there's never actually been a multi-season show where you can really dig into the stories and into the details even more than you can when you're doing a movie and you're just going quickly from miracle to miracle and Bible verse to Bible verse. And so many people, when they saw the short, were so moved by seeing the birth of Christ through, uh, through the eyes of, of those who actually met him. Mm-hmm. And when you see a movie, oftentimes Jesus is the main character and you're not really able to connect with the people around him. And so I just thought that was a really interesting possibility. And that short film, very long story short, ended up being the catalyst for and the fundraiser for this this uh, season one of, of what turned out to be The Chosen. That's Dallas Jenkins, creator of the hit series The Chosen. A look at the life and ministry of Jesus. Dallas wanted to create a show that would help people understand who Jesus is. And that's really the most important question any of us can ask, isn't it? Who is this man? Well, sometimes you can tell a lot about someone by how others react to him. And that's what we're doing this week. And perhaps we're starting out with someone you would never expect, Satan. What comes to your mind when you hear that name, Satan? A man in a red suit holding a pitchfork? A cartoonish character? Well, these are the pictures we have of the devil in our culture. But the Bible paints a different picture. God's Word tells us that Satan prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. And that's even worse. And what's even worse, he masquerades as an angel of light. But if it is a problem to think of the devil as a harmless cartoon character or a nuisance wearing red, it's also a problem to think of him as the equal of God. And that's one thing we learn through the public ministry of Jesus. This week we'll be seeing who Jesus is by looking at some of the miracles he performed and how the people around him reacted to them. And in these few minutes together, I want us to think about one of the most famous passages in all the Gospels, the exorcism of Legion. Way back in Genesis 3.15, remember, God promised that a deliverer, a savior, would come and he would crush the head of Satan, the serpent. And then you fast forward through the rest of the Old Testament. You see Satan and his demons popping up here and there. It's quite clear that there is spiritual warfare going on. 
especially centered around God's people and the promises that the Lord made to those who trust in Him. When we come to the public ministry of Jesus, He is going around Galilee and Judea, and He's proclaiming the kingdom of God is at hand. In just a few seconds, I'm going to read from the Gospel according to Mark. And it's important to remember that Mark wrote his gospel with a certain theme in mind. War. I don't mean a conflict between earthly nations. Instead, he wrote about heaven invading earth. And Mark chapter 5 makes this so very clear. At the end of chapter 4 in Mark, we read about Jesus calming that storm. And what did his disciples ask after the wind died down and it was completely calm? They were terrified, and they asked each other, Who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. You may read that and think they didn't know the answer to the question. But that's not quite right. They were good first-century Jews, and that means they were raised on the Torah as well as the rest of the Old Testament. So this was a rhetorical question. They already knew the answer. The only one who has control over the wind and the waves is Yahweh, Almighty God. And at that moment, they realized that he was in the boat with them. And that's why they were terrified. And they ended up crossing the Sea of Galilee in the region of the Gerasenes, that's over on the east side, with the Golan Heights rising above. And when Jesus stepped out of the boat, a man with an impure spirit came from the tombs to meet him. This man lived in the tombs, and no one could bind him anymore, not even with a chain. For he had often been chained hand and foot, but he tore the chains apart and broke the irons on his feet. No one was strong enough to subdue him. Now that is an incredible story. The Bible has just shown us that Jesus is God. And what happens next? He comes into contact with a demon-possessed man. It is as if Mark wanted us to wonder if God is strong enough to deal with these devils. And they were strong. The surrounding villagers in the Decapolis had chained up this man, and he had broken the chains. I don't know about you, but I'm not strong enough to break a chain. Have you ever seen those world's strongest man competitions on TV? They're usually doing something ridiculous, like pulling a semi-truck with a rope. Well, this demoniac would have won that competition hands down, and then he would have beat up the other contestants. This was unbelievable. It was supernatural strength. But what did he do as soon as Jesus came into his territory? Well, we read, when he saw Jesus from a distance, he ran and fell on his knees in front of him. And he shouted at the top of his voice, what do you want with me, Jesus, son of the most high God? In God's name, don't torture me. What? Was the reaction of these powerful demons who could overpower even the strongest man? They were afraid. They were terrorized. They reacted in the same way that the disciples had just acted back on the boat on the Sea of Galilee. Almighty God was standing in front of them. 
what do we do? We know that Jesus commanded those demons to come out of the man and even ask their name. And the answer is famous. My name is Legion, for we are many. A legion was a unit of the Roman army. Usually it was made up of over 6,000 men. So it seems that there could have been 6,000 demons in this man. And I think we can safely say that we would want nothing to do with one demon, let alone an entire army. Left to ourselves, we are no match for them. But Jesus was more than up to the task. God, the Son incarnate, sent them away out of the man and into a herd of pigs. And then, remember what happened next? When they came to Jesus, they saw the man who had been possessed by the legion of demons sitting there, dressed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. And then the people began to plead with Jesus to leave their region. So who is this? This is Yahweh come in the flesh. This is the one who created and rules over all. This is Jesus, the Christ, the long-expected one who came to crush the serpent's head and was foretold way, way back in Genesis chapter 3. And how did those around him respond to him? The demons and the people living in the garrisons reacted with fear. They were terrified of Jesus and afraid of his power. The locals even wanted Jesus to leave. But the demoniac, he reacted with thankfulness and gratitude. As Jesus was getting into the boat, the man who was demon-possessed begged to go with him. Jesus didn't let him, but instead told him, go home to your own people and tell them how much the Lord has done for you and how he has had mercy on you. So the man went away, and he began to tell others in the Decapolis how much Jesus had done for him, and all the people were amazed. Well, that's how they reacted. How do you react? How do you respond? This same Jesus is calling you today. And those who believe in Jesus have received just as much mercy and grace as the man in this chapter in Mark who was rescued from 6,000 demons. And you know what? You and I have the same opportunity as that man. We can go home to our own people, and we can tell them how much the Lord has done for us and how he has had mercy on us. I will kneel in the dust
that's called Mercy by Matt Redmond here on this Haven Today and a program called The Call of Christ. Imagine being there and experiencing the miracles of Jesus. You can tell where that spot is, where this healing took place and the pigs jumped off into the Sea of Galilee. I've been there more than once. It's a most interesting spot, the only place that it could have happened on the east shore of the Galilee. Think about what Jesus did. He healed the exorcisms, the calming of storms. It would have been a life-changing experience. Wild, wouldn't it? Well, thankfully, we have God's Word, where the Lord recorded the things Jesus did. And when you watch the Chosen TV series, it helps paint a new picture in our minds about how these sermons, these events, and what the people might have been like in real life. And that's why The Chosen is a special show that we've enjoyed in my home. Take a look at the story through fresh eyes, the eyes of the people who were there when these things happened, people like the disciples, the women, and those who were healed. The Chosen tells their story using what we like to call holy creativity. What were they like? What was their personal history? And most important, how were they transformed? When they came into contact with the Messiah, the Chosen tries to answer these questions while keeping its eye on the gospel narrative that you and I know and cherish so well. As you watch the Chosen, you'll see the similarities between yourself and those who interacted with Jesus during his first century ministry. And that'll help you remember that the Savior who called them has called you too. The same gospel that transformed them is available to you. I want to send you the DVD collection of The Chosen Season 2 for your generosity to Haven Today. Or for a minimum gift, you can ask for Season 1 and 2 of this popular series and see why so many people have watched it. Our number to call, and you can do that right now, is 800 654 36 865 Haven. And if you don't have a DVD player, but you've been blessed by our ministry and you want to support us, you can still make a gift and send the series to someone who would be blessed by it. You can also give by visiting our website. And while you're there, watch our interview with Dallas Jenkins talking to us about season two, or listen to our Great Stories podcast with the interview. And then you can make your gift you can ask for the DVD collection. Our website is haventoday.org, haventoday.org. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks so much for joining me. Come back again tomorrow, won't you? When again, we get to share together the great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus. I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. Is there anything outside of God's control? When we look around us, sometimes it feels like the world is out of control. But is it really? The Bible tells us that the God who created this world also sustains this world moment by moment. There's not a cell that divides without his consent, and no one can even take a breath unless he ordains it. Consider Ephesians 1.11. Because we are united with Christ, we have received an inheritance from God. 
for he chose us in advance, and he makes everything work out according to his plan. So when the hard times come, when you feel afraid, you can set your heart on that promise, and we fix our eyes on Jesus. Get more daily encouragement from Anchor Devotional. Visit GetAnchor.com.